Hello, Dr. Jarvis. It's Ben here. Can you hear me okay? Hello, Ben. I can hear you beautifully. It's good to be with you. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, it's a massive welcome back. I'm so pleased that you could join us again. It's always a pleasure to have you, Dr. Jarvis. So, yeah, absolute honour to have you back again. (laughs) Absolute pleasure. Awesome. And I'm going to have to warn you as well, as always, you know, it's the silly thing that's going to happen at the end of the interview. um, And that is the song request. So, you know, another song, what you're listening to at the moment, then we're going to get that over as well, if that's all right. (laughs) No, not a problem at all. Brilliant. Well, I'm really, really pleased to to say, as I say, to talk today a bit about the COVID boosters um, and also the flu vaccine at the moment, because I guess, Dr. Jarvis, it's one of those things that people might forget that actually, you know, protection levels seem to wane over time, don't they? I wonder if you could just Tell us a bit about the importance of, you know, routinely kind of boosting this protection level against these you know, pretty serious illnesses that they can cause. So I'll, I'll let you take it away and tell us a bit about this recent drive, if that's all right. Thanks so much, Ben. You're absolutely right. Both COVID and flu spread more easily in winter and they can cause serious illness. I think we forget at our peril because perhaps we've had low levels of flu for the last few years because people haven't been socialising that in an average year the flu virus kills almost 11,000 people and hospitalises tens of thousands more in England. Now if we have a bad year it can kill over 20,000 and hospitalise again far more people and this year it does seem likely that because of a combination of us socialising more we are hopefully going to have the first thing that's vaguely close to a normal Christmas for four years, but also because our immunity has been lower because we haven't been socialising as much and flu virus hasn't been circulating, it's quite likely that we're going to have a bad flu year. Where COVID is concerned, your immunity does wane over time. You do get excellent protection, particularly against severe illness. It's not quite as effective against stopping you from getting it, but if you get it, you are much less likely to be severely unwell. In fact, to put it into perspective, this time last year, when the vast majority of the people who had been vaccinated were the ones who were most vulnerable, the people who were less likely to be vaccinated, um, less likely to take up vaccination, were mostly younger. They shouldn't have been as the, at the same high level of risk of admission and being seriously unwell, we still had seven times more people who were unvaccinated who were critically unwell than among the vaccinated. So that really does tell you about the level of protection. But that protection does wane over time. You're three times more likely to end up in hospital if you haven't had a COVID vaccine for at least six months. And although I mean, a lot of people, my patients say to me, oh, well, I've had an, I've been infected, so that will have increased my immunity. Well, that doesn't provide, again, long-term protection and the level of immunity it provides is very variable. So the best way, the most effective way to protect yourself against viruses like flu and COVID that can cause serious illness is to get your booster or your flu vaccine when you're called or otherwise to look on nhs.uk forward slash winter vaccinations, see if you're eligible, you can book your COVID booster there and if you're eligible for flu you can book it through your GP or your practice or your pharmacy. Oh, thank you very much, Dr. Jarvis. Yeah, that, that's that's super clear. So thank you very much indeed. I mean, it, it's I, I think kind of on a kind of an interest level, actually, in terms of the sort of awareness of COVID-19. Are you are you kind of finding it with your patients that perhaps people are almost 
keen to sort of not think about it too much anymore. And I guess it's kind of really crucial to remember that, of course, it hasn't gone anywhere, you know, just because we might yeah. be talking about it a bit less. Of course, it's it's still there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It very much is still there. And although you are less likely to end up in hospital or dying from uh, the Omicron variant than you were from the original variant, that is only less likely. It still can be lethal. It still is every day causing hospitalizations. And I think an awful lot of people, as you so rightly say, have sort of assumed that it's all over. That is not a message that we want to have out there when winter is coming, when there's less ventilation inside, when people are congregating more inside because it's darker in the evenings with Christmas coming up. If you want to protect yourself and your family, whether you're older, everybody over 50 is being invited, whether you're in an at-risk group um, and you're you're eligible for either one or both, if you're a carer of somebody who's vulnerable, if you live in a residential care home, children are being invited for flu vaccine because under fives, are one of the two highest hospital admission risk groups of any age group for flu. So we forget that at our peril. Two and three-year-olds, unfortunately, two-thirds of two and three-year-olds haven't yet had their flu vaccine, which is given by a nasal spray, so they don't even need an injection. They can get that at the GP surgery. And, of course, we mustn't forget pregnant women. Pregnancy does significantly increase your risk of becoming severely unwell if you get either COVID or flu. And that can harm not just you, but your baby. Baby, it can increase the risk of intensive care admission for your baby, premature birth, low birth weight, stillbirth, and so on. The vaccine that pregnant women are offered, they're being offered both the COVID booster and a flu vaccine. It is not a live vaccine, so it cannot infect you or your baby. But really importantly, what it can do as your immunity ramps up after the vaccine, you will pass that protection on to your baby and that will last for the first few months of their lives. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Jarvis. Yeah, I think that's, uh, yeah, as I say, super critical message for people today. And uh, yeah, thank you for kind of explaining it so clearly. And obviously, that I guess the key thing, really key thing for people to do is just ensure if they are eligible, that they do go forward and see what they need to book and when. And in terms of, I know you already have touched on this quite a lot already, so thank you for that. But in terms of any kind of obvious risk groups, I wonder if we could just remind the audience of what those are, or would you just say anyone just check in and see if you're eligible via the website i don't know what your kind of key advice would be yes. there so, so if you're over 50 you're eligible as a matter of course if you're under 50 the age groups vary slightly between flu and uh, and covid but if you're under 50 and you have any underlying health conditions or if you're a carer or if you live with somebody who's vulnerable, any of those people really must be please checking up on nhs.uk forward slash winter vaccinations. You may well have already been invited for your flu vaccine or and indeed your COVID booster if you are in one of those at-risk groups. But if you haven't been or if you've ignored the invitation, please, for COVID, go online to that website, nhs.uk forward slash winter vaccinations, because you can book the vaccine there. Um, and for flu, contact your pharmacy or your GP. Thank you very much, Dr. Jarvis. Now, I was really hoping, actually, if it's okay with you, and uh, this is a slightly less sort of important question now, but I just think from a, a just purely an interest perspective that I just think it's so amazing to remember all of this work that's going on behind the scenes, you know, to keep us safe, you know, from healthcare professionals like yourself all the way through to the sort of research scientists who are kind of routinely, you know, yeah. designing these these vaccines for us. I, I just think it must just be quite a remarkable time. And I'm, I'm what my really 
real hope is that it's really inspiring lots of people out there to consider, you know, perhaps it, particularly for children, for example, to consider kind of thinking about this as a as a career pathway. I don't know if this is sort of like a, a good thing for you to, to, to think about as always. well in this time. Yeah. Always. I have wanted to be a GP since I was oh, seven, eight years old and I have never wavered. I've always been happy that that was the career path I took. It does, I find it very sad that while we've got lots of, of women who are going into medicine, going into nursing, going into allied healthcare professionals, unfortunately it doesn't seem STEM, which is science, technology and something else, forgive me if I've forgotten it, um, but science and technology, women just don't seem to I don't know they don't seem to believe that they've got scientific brains that's twaddle you can do anything you want and it's the most extraordinary extraordinary career well, thank you, Dr. Jarvis. Yeah, I, I think it was that. Was it yourself who was telling me a while ago about? Um, I think you might have even did you practice on a teddy bear or something when you were very, I very did. young? Yes. You have a very good memory. I did indeed. The GP came to our house. He gave my father an injection. He gave me the needle and syringe. Can you imagine that happening today? And I used to practice injecting my teddy bear with Ribena. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, well, Dr. Jarvis, yeah, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I'll just do a couple of things just towards um, letting you go now. First of all, of course, you know, you already have been super duper clear on this, but I wondered if you wanted to reiterate the website, for example, for listeners. And then, of course, it's song request time. The most exciting part, Uh, probably. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll let you take it away. (laughs) So let's not forget, vaccines are the best protection that we have against viruses like flu and COVID. They can both cause serious illness. If you're eligible and you haven't had your vaccine yet, please do come forward for your COVID booster and your flu vaccine. If you're not sure if you're eligible, then go on to NHS UK forward slash winter vaccinations and as for a song it was one that I was dancing around the kitchen to last night and although the words of the song itself may not be entirely appropriate for a scientist (laughs) the title of the song I think is very appropriate and it's Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Oh yes what what a shout yeah perfect oh Dr Davis thank you very much I really hope you can uh, join us again very soon but uh, for now I'll let you go but uh, thank you very much again. Thanks so much bye now.